You're listening to the Post-Apocalyptic Media Podcast. If it's post-apocalyptic, we're talking about it. Hello and welcome back to the Post-Apocalyptic Media Podcast. I'm your host, Sean, Senior Editor here at Post-Apocalyptic Media, and this is episode number 105. We're deep into the 100s now, and uh, I have a very special guest with me today. Uh, we special. have uh, very yes, very special, special. <laughs> very special. special. Yes. How are you doing, Lee? I am tired and sore, but that's usual. So I should say good. How are you doing, Mister Stinson? Uh, I'm great. I, I mean, I think it's funny because we're we we kind of have the same. I don't know if I want to say like lifestyle, like rural, you know, working on the farm kind of a thing. Yeah, and yeah, we're di- di- dyed in the wool rednecks. Is that what you were looking for? I yeah, I was I was saying a nice version of that, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, in, in a previous life, I was a software engineer, but uh, for some yeah. reason, I thought it would be good to come back to the family farm. I still regret that sometimes, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Um, well, thanks for having me on your show. It's good yeah. to be here. I hope I hope I don't stink the place up too bad. No, probably not. Uh, I have that feature turned off. So okay, very good. good, very good. Um, now, if you're a regular or if you've been on the post-apocalyptic media Discord, you may recognize Lee as one of the only people that talks there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but Lee is on our Discord and. Uh, you know, we've gamed together. We've done a few things like that. You know, we played, uh, uh, what's it called? The seven, seven days to die. Days to die. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we've played that together. And so, you know, I figured it would be good to just kind of do a podcast together. I mean, what could go wrong, right? Oh, oh, you, <laughs> I said, you said had it. to say it. I said, oh, it. we're doomed. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll go through like the normal. Uh, you know, post-apocalyptic news. There's a, a few things uh, this week, but also at the end, I wanted to. I, I'm baiting Lee because we're going to talk about AI. And uh, oh, oh, <laughs> hot takes galore. Must hold them inside. Ah, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, let <laughs> it all continue. out. Let it all. Out. <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's get started. Let's go ahead and get started with the some of the news from this week. Now, I didn't record last week, so some of this is a little old, but not too bad. Like, this first one is about Sweet Tooth. They've announced, they announced this a while back, that uh, season two is coming out. Now, of course, they announced this back when, I think when the show was still on, uh, the first season was running. They said, we're definitely going to do a season two. This is such a great show. The ratings are so great that we're doing a season two. Well, now it's it's almost here. It's going to be here on Thursday, um, probably the day this releases, um, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, so Sweet Tooth, what's it about? Well, I've talked about it on the show before. Uh, it's basically a uh, child who's kind of a hybrid deer human, and uh, and then there are, it's you know it's very post-apocalyptic. It's kind of there's you know mutations that are dealt with, and other children with other animal uh, you know hybrid mutations. Um, I think the biggest takeaway from the show, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is that you hear the name Sweet Tooth. Now, of course, this is based on a comic, but you hear the name Sweet Tooth and you think that it's automatically going to be a kid show. And it's not not at all. Yeah, it's not. Uh. It's not really a kid show. (laughs) Um, so and, yeah, I can't I can't figure out who the target audience is though. I mean, yeah. so so we've got this 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 
protagonist who's what uh, 11 or 12 or something mm-hmm. like that um uh, you know cute deer people animal creatures and all this stuff right but then on the other hand there's like kind of this probably isn't too much of a spoiler like burning people alive and uh, ultra violence yeah. and stuff like this so i i don't know if if i had kids gus's age i wouldn't let him watch the show but maybe <laughs> i'm a fuddy-duddy i don't know well I, I do actually i do have kids uh gus's age and um I, they haven't seen it because I don't feel like they, I don't even think they would enjoy it. You know, I think that they would probably, a lot of the stuff would go over their head. They'd probably get bored with it. Um, because I think number one is it's not on YouTube. Like that's, mm. that's the only th- way they'll ever watch anything is if it's like, you know, stupid cat videos on YouTube. That's, you know, <laughs> that's still a thing with kids. I don't it's, mm. <laughs> well, yeah, I I won't admit to ever watching stupid cat videos myself. So. <laughs> you're you're probably not the demographic. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Sweet Tooth, not a kids show. Did think it was. They call him Sweet Tooth because he likes candy and you know in the apocalypse. Um, but uh, that's not a spoiler. Uh, but they're going to have a season two, and I think that that's important because the the comic itself you know, had more to go. There's more more to it. So we're going to uh, explore that. So I think that's pretty exciting uh, for, you know, people who... I, I liked it. I wouldn't really call myself a big fan of the show. I think... Uh, I mean, not that I don't like it, but you know what I mean. It's just kind of I saw it. It was there. It was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, next, you know. Um, I expected it to be terrible and was surprised that... It was. It wasn't. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm not criticizing the show. It's. It's not really my cup of tea anyway. But yeah. you know, I, I prefer stuff with more V8 interceptors and huge explosions. But you know, there's there's good stuff here. You know, <laughs> the same way. I'm, I'm the exact same way. You're like, when are the explosions happening? Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it was good. It was good for what it was. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's just basically it's some exciting news. Um, it was a big, big hit, and uh, you know for Netflix, and uh, and so I, I look forward to seeing how the second season does. Hmm. All right, well let's move on to the next little bit of news. This is from uh, AMC, Tales of the Walking Dead. Now, did you see the first season of this? Not Tales from the Walking Dead. I am so far behind on the Walking Dead that the only time I will ever catch up is if I manage to retire or get wounded some way so I'm <laughs> disabled or something. So Don't say that. Uh, well So th- this is all yours, buddy. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't I don't I don't have the I don't have anything to say about this. Well that that's fair, yeah. I, I loved the first season. I, I think I actually liked it more than a lot of people. Um, there were a couple episodes that were a little wacky. Um, there was one that was really great. It showed the, uh, the backstory of Alpha, who's, I, I, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but Alpha's in season 10, I think. And that was the only one that was really a, an origin story. The rest of them were kind of other people's stories throughout the zombie apocalypse, you know, through that same world of, of The Walking Dead, but, uh, but through different perspectives. And I thought that's a really, really cool idea. I love anthologies, absolutely love them. And uh, and I was really looking forward to this. So when it came out, I watched. I think the first two episodes were just didn't grab me. But then after that, they it got really good. So I'm looking forward to what the second season will bring. Um, I think that it uh, it's supposed to you know introduce new characters, but they also say that there are going to be old characters as well. They're they're going to do kind of what they did in the first one, where they possibly might have an origin story for a little known character. Uh, I just hope it's a good one. You know, I, um, Val wrote a, a story about this 
on the site and she speculated stuff like uh, what if it shows Glenn, you know, like Glenn's story before or any of the other, you know, people who we've really come to know and love, you know, from the show, but aren't there anymore. You know, spoiler alert. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I, I think it could be interesting. Now it says between the 14th of August and the 18th of December um, is when the last one was shown the, you know, uh, season one of, of 2022. Um, so I'm not sure exactly when this one, I, I don't know if there's a date exactly for when this will be coming out, but they do say it'll be six part. So another six episodes. Uh, it will be on AMC. It will be overseen by Scott Gimple, who did all the Walking Dead stuff. He's the, or, you know, the guy who made all this stuff, um, or at least adapted it to TV. Um, so yeah, I think that's exciting. But yeah, there's no date for it as of yet. Mm. I may have to just pick up in the middle and start watching it again. There's yeah. no way I'll ever catch up. <laughs> you, you're talking about the original show? Oh, both. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've heard it, Tales is pretty good, though. Yeah, it's I pretty good. I've a single episode of it, though. I never watched, um, like, I never watched Fear the Walking Dead, and I never watched Beyond, uh, World Beyond. Those are two spinoffs. Um, they're about to have a whole bunch of spinoffs here soon and uh, I'll probably watch a lot of those, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a full-time job, you know, trying, oh, to, it is. trying to keep it up. It very much is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get on to another highly anticipated bit of news here. This is for Silo. Silo is the, now, you know, it's, it's the series. It's a book series by Hugh Howie called, uh, Wool. Wool's the first one of that silo series and so instead of, and i think everyone knows it as wool they know that that's like they even refer to the series as the wool series even though that's not accurate um but silo is the name of the show that's going to be based on that uh it, it's very exciting because it's it's very you know uh fallout shelter kind of you know being in the vault kind of a thing and and it's all someone described it as um, as Snowpiercer, the train, but like jammed into the ground. <laughs> so then you have all the same kind kinds of like, uh, you know, societies and, and everything d divided up by train car, but now you have it in a silo divided up by floor. Um, that's what, I, that's I'm the really, take I get. I'm really looking forward to this one myself. Yeah. Uh, I haven't finished the trilogy, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Maybe maybe as a TV show, I can I can make it through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too little time. Too and, much to do. What's exciting about this is we we've heard about this for uh, at least a month now that this was coming out, um, but now all of a sudden they released a new uh, trailer for it, and they say it's a ten op ten episodes will be on Apple TV Plus on Friday May fifth. That's like two weeks away, a week and a half away. Hmm. So that's that's pretty soon. I'm curious to see how they how they structure the show. It, it seemed to me like the, the 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 first book at least was maybe it wasn't originally intended to be a, a one whole novel like it was yeah. a bunch of sh shorter stories, you know, novellas or something all kind of jammed together. And I, I'm curious to see if they present everything you know sequentially or whether they weave the plot together somehow or something. I don't know. Yeah, it, it'll 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 be interesting to find out. Yeah, it will. It'll it'll be interesting for sure. Um, and uh, I didn't read the books, you know, 
but it's one of those things. I I always do it the, the opposite way that I'm supposed to. I, I hear an announcement of the show, and then I'm like, oh, I need to read those books. And then I never <laughs> do. And then uh, <laughs> I read it after it comes out. And by that time, I'm already tainted by the you know the show that I watch. So, yeah. well, f- for me, I spend a lot of time going up and down fields and tractors, listening to audio books. So oh yeah. I, I guess I have the opposite experience. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's pretty much the news. That's the that's the big news, you know, from the last few days. Um, but I did want to spend some time talking about some AI news. Now, this is something I'd really like to do on the show more often because I feel like AI is. Ooh, it's it's taking over. It's, you going, know? it's going to fundamentally change the way that we yeah. live. And I am not entirely sure if that will be in a positive way. I suppose it depends on what we do from here out. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, someone called it an Apple, uh, this is an Apple uh, iPhone moment, is, mm. is what we're living in right now. You know, it's, the iPhone changed everything. It changed you know, you have all this stuff in your pocket. I mean, I'm, I'm sounding like I'm, you know, 70 years old right now, but you have all this stuff you in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I feel like AI is going to change a lot of that. And, and the deeper you look into the capabilities of AI, the scarier it gets. But mm. I'm, I, I'm still a fan. Like I still, I, I'm, I'm kind of one of those, you know, where I'm like, I, for one, welcome our new AI overload overlords uh, but uh but i feel like it's uh, it's something that you know we could grow with and, and kind of see how it goes but that's what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about some of the you know more apocalyptic um aspects of ai and where it's going um so there's a, two news stories i wanted to talk about i sent these to you uh th- these are pretty interesting these are pretty recent some one of them is from about a month ago, but the, you know the other ones are pretty recent. But w- the first one is about preschoolers who mm. were presented with a an AI teacher and an incompetent human teacher. And I say I'm not. You I know, had plenty of those. Back yes, in the day, I must <laughs> say. <laughs> and I'm not making a comment about you know <laughs> teachers or anything. It's just like they they on purpose made this person seem incompetent to the children. And so they did it for preschoolers, like three to five years old, you know. And the the results were pretty, I mean, I don't know if they're, I'd say they're shocking or anything, but they were interesting, where the, the three-year-olds um, pretty much didn't care if it was AI or human. They just wanted to go with the, uh, the, more, inco- the more competent uh, teacher. And then the five-year-olds kind of recognized that there was more competence in the AI, and they, they went with that too so they they all chose pretty much to learn from a more competent uh, being even you know even if it was ai so i thought that was pretty interesting i'd be curious to see studies with older children too like school age children yeah because um, the, the 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 possibility of having um an, a curriculum individually tailored to the student is very exciting um but on the other hand you know the 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 parents should should be the ones doing the tailoring, not yeah. the uh, the state. Should I, the, the not the AI itself? Let's put it that way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I don't know. There are good and bad sides to this. Um, I don't yeah. know. We we certainly we certainly had a dearth of good teachers when I was a kid. Uh, that's probably just uh, just from where I grew up. You know. 
very very small place um yeah. so but i don't know i don't know how much how much of it is uh like social interaction with adults to learning from that how much of that would be missing um, yeah children being educated by I, I don't know maybe we need to take a middle ground approach and do a little bit of both you know yeah yeah maybe like train the teachers with ai or something like that i I, I agree. Yeah, I or, or 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 save the AI for complex subjects that yeah. f- for which um, qualified teachers are harder to find. Uh, things like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If I, I think that it's um, it is a, a crazy subject. I mean, I homeschool my kids, so I don't really. I feel like I don't have a uh, you know a say in this exactly. But I feel like. It's, it's well, one you're, those... you're, you're one you're you're one of the people who could benefit from from AI assisted learning. Then I mean, yeah. you can't teach your kids rocket science if they were interested. I mean, assuming I'm assuming you can't, maybe you can. But <laughs> you know, supplementing supplementing the homeschool curriculum with with something like that would be very powerful. Yeah, but, yeah. But but capital but right. <laughs> <laughs> but the, there's still the the interaction. Um, I think that's a big one too, you know, is, is adult interaction, but also just human intera- interaction, like teaching these kids at a very crucial time in their lives, how mm. to interact with, uh, with authority and all that kind of stuff. You know, the, it, I don't think the AI is going to have an authority, you know, an authority over, you know, it, that kind of sense about it and all, you know, all that stuff. Um, I'm not really, I'm not really on board with this at all. I think that they were doing it more as an experiment to see how the kids reacted. Um, yeah, yeah. This particular experiment kind of seems a little prickly to me, but yeah. Yeah. Sorry, please continue. But, well, I just don't think that they're looking to replace teachers right now. They're, mm. You never know, though. But they, I think that it's just they just wanted to see what kids, you know, someone as, as innocent and, and kind of clean slate as a preschooler would do when presented with AI and uh, and like you said I'd like to see the opposite of that like if you brought you know 80 year olds and had them interact and and learn or whatever with with AI would they be receptive to it or you know or not I don't know it's um, I don't know but anyway I think that's interesting some of the the findings in here were pretty interesting uh, but there's another story here about now this is gonna be a good one about uh, AI predicting how we would vote in the next election. Well, we have no more John McAfee, so maybe I won't be voting anymore. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. It, I, I think it's interesting. What they basically did is they took the demographics, not even like the personalities, but just the demographics of, uh, you know, America, and they replicated that and and tried to see what those demographics would vote for in the 2016 and 2020 elections. And they found that according to the demographics, it went pretty much the same. Like it it was the AI was pretty much voting for the same people as humans do with the same characteristics. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like this was probably biased a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, they, I'm sure that there was some tweaking and, and, um, but uh, I don't know. I think it's there's a very deeper, much deeper conversation in here. Uh, but oh, I think yes. that this, <laughs> the scary part is that they're tr- that they're even trying to figure out how we will vote. 
and, and well, I, th- I, th- I think that this kind of thing is particularly terrifying because uh, z- zoom out from just from just predicting voting patterns all right mm-hmm. take all of the data that's been harvested um, from everyone and feed it into one of these AIs and and you know whomever controls that AI could very reliably predict what people are going to do how people are going to think how to best control people etc i th- yeah. i think that this sort of thing is going to lead to like a dystopian world that none of us want to live in but maybe maybe my tinfoil hat's too tight and it's cutting <laughs> off circulation in my brain or something i don't know <laughs> no i agree i think that it's um it's dangerous you know the the whole democratic process is supposed to be um something that we as individuals can can voice our opinions and, and you know, the majority can pick the right person for the job. Well, I mean, again, deeper conversation, but I think that's gone out the window a few years ago, but I think, uh, just a few, (laughs) but but I think that getting that information, like you said, getting that, that, that data and, and just playing with it, having someone in charge of playing with that, with that data, it's scary. Mm. (laughs) It's just, uh, yes. (laughs) Because strange times ahead. Strange yeah. Strange times yeah. ahead. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's almost like there's no longer an option to do like the old days where people could, uh, you know, research. Uh, I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Again, deeper. But <laughs> people haven't always been able to research, you know, every single um, uh, aspect of what a potential candidate you know would do and i think that you know especially in the older olden days before like phones and stuff like that you know where like abraham lincoln had to go to each city and (laughs) and you know and and talk about and and debate and talk about what he wanted to do those cities that he didn't go to didn't have you know had no idea what he was about and i think that with that in mind you know we're to the point now where we kind of have too much we have too much information and where it's all just attack politics. You know what I mean? It's just like, no, instead yeah. of saying, modern, this modern is what politics are disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Instead of saying, you know, renting space on a, on a TV show, uh, the commercial on a TV show and saying, these are my policies. They're saying my opponent is an idiot because of this and this and this. And it's like mm-hmm. bread eh. and circuses, bread and circuses. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that this kind of predictive AI is going to lead us like straight into a surveillance state. Um, yeah. And it, it might even be worse in places who don't have our supposed value of human rights. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. B- bad news, bad news. Yeah. So, you know, it takes a somber turn. This podcast is taking a somber turn when we talk about this. But it's, I think it's very um, ooh, post-apocalyptic, you know. It's well, very, yeah, very much. <laughs> it could be. Um, it's just, it's just kind of crazy. It seems like that's the one thing that we maybe had to hold on to. Um, and, and AI is like, oh, here, let me, let me get into that real quick and just change that around. So... <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I guess in, along those same lines, there's a bigger conversation about, and this has been in the last couple of weeks, where tech giants, I say, you know, air quotes, have said that th- that maybe AI should slow down a little bit. Maybe we should stop the progression, the, the fast, the insanely fast progression of AI. Maybe we should stop doing uh, 
<laughs> do it at the rate that it's going right now because of the fact mainly that we can't keep up. Like there are steps that happen between milestones and we're missing those right now. We're, we're skipping over certain milestones in, in the progression of technology where it's going so fast that we don't, we don't know. We don't know. We've never been in this situation really before. So that's a big one. That's How? a big one for AI. How would we slow down the development of AI, though? I mean, yeah. Im- imagine if you will. All right, so say we were we all lived in a hunter-gatherer society, and um, there there weren't very many deer. There'd been some kind of disease or something that killed a bunch of deer, right? And some of us get together and we say, you know, if we overhunt these deer, we're all going to starve to death next year because there won't be any breeding stock, here, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and, and and so we decide not to hunt the deer. But everybody else, they just keep hunting the deer. They, and, and then, not only do we starve to death because we don't have any food, but there still aren't any deer the next year. So it, it's, it's, it's yeah. it, the cat's out of the bag. Like if, 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 if we in, you know, our Western countries don't pursue it, then somebody else is going to, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe this is a little too, uh, Oh, what was that movie? Jeez. Uh, Mineshaft gap thing going on here, but hmm. due to my tinfoil hat, but uh, Doctor Strangelove—that's what I was. Thinking oh yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe this is too much like the end of Doctor Strangelove that I'm talking about here. But I, I don't know. The, the, it, it's 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 gonna happen whether we keep up with it or not. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Somebody somebody will do it even if we don't. I think that's a really good point because, sure, we can point out the fact that we're we're going too fast with this, but. What is too fast, first of all? And second of all, um, yeah, if we if we, we're the ones, you know, the United States is, is in the Western world is, is the one that is at the forefront of this right now. If we if we put the brakes on it, like you said, someone else will take over. And who knows, you know, what intentions there will be. Not that's not to say like we're the good guys and everyone else is the bad guys. But I think that, uh, you know, we, we kind of have a lot of regulations on that kind of stuff. And, you know. Which is not always helped. You look at the the space no, a, race a, of the '60s. A, you know, a, a, tr- a tradition of human rights, at least. Um, yeah, yeah. So supposedly, um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to cast aspersions on other countries or something. But there are yeah. objective differences between between places. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and I think um, that yeah, it, it's it's just one of those things where I think other most other people in the world would probably view it as the opposite, that we are the ones that shouldn't have, you know, this kind of uh, technology. Um, but all that, those little conversations aside, I think that, like you said, there's no real stopping this train right now. And, uh, and I think that the progression is happening, you know, it's definitely happening too fast, but um, we have to try to figure out some lanes. We have to do some traffic management and figure out how to funnel this information and, and all of this into the right hands in the right way. But again, what is that? What, you know, who, who's the ethical committee on AI <laughs> that can regulate this? So I don't know. Well, a lot of the uh, data sets and engines are open source and you can i mean you can run uh, gptj yourself if you've got a thread ripper to run it on um mm. but uh, the, these 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 ais they work better the more resources you throw at them so that that um just by the nature of how that works you know the only people that the people that are going to have the most powerful most effective ais are you know large 
large actors, you know, states, uh, yeah. large corporations, stuff like that. The, the the individual isn't going to be able to isn't going to be able to keep up with all that. Um, so normally, normally I'm all about you know turn it loose and let everybody have the thing. But this is one of those cases where the individual can't can't have the thing. Yeah, I, I just think that it's uh, it's a crazy time. We don't really know what can happen. You know, nobody can predict the future, but we don't know what can happen with all this. We don't know what's happening. We don't. It's a really crazy time. I, I look at my kids and I think, you know, what are they? What is this world going to be like with, uh, you know, with this at their when they get in their twenties and thirties? And I'm sure you know our parents did the same thing with like rock and roll or something. <laughs> they thought, you know, what, what's the world going <laughs> to turn into? Um, but, uh, yeah. So do you, do you think we're just being Luddites about all of this or do you think there's actually like a legitimate danger of, uh, of human beings being, I think genuinely hurt by this technology? I think both. I, I, I would consider myself not a Luddite at all, uh, when it comes to AI. I actually embrace it. I, I think that, um, the, I've just been doing so much. Re- I mean, I could talk about this all day, but I've been doing so much research on it. Um, you know, not only chat GPT and, and, and kind of assistant, you know, like personal assistant type stuff and art stuff. And there's also writing stuff, which I think is kind of crappy right now. Uh, but, you know, voice changing <laughs> AI and animation AI and, and there's scientific there, there's they're running AI to, to create new proteins and, you know, or to mm. at least research what a new protein. It, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy, and AI is basically evolving so quickly, and that's that's one of the things that was in this video that we're talking about. Uh, it's from DW News. Is one of the things that one of the the professors on there was talking about was that it's going so quickly that we, you know, it's it's reinventing itself. So AI is creating and designing the hardware that is running the next generation of AI, and it's happening so quickly that they are able to not only uh, evolve you know with the data itself but they're actually uh, able to design the next hardware so that they can run faster so it won't be long before they we achieve artificial super intelligence which is basically where uh you know they're smarter than humans and they can do things and that's to the point where i think um sure there are benefits to that as far as like you know, especially designing stuff, like designing spacecraft and all that. You know, like, how else are we going to uh, figure out how to fly, you know, through wormholes and stuff without, <laughs> you know, something other than our own brains figuring it out? But I do think that there is a danger to it. I do think that there's a potential for a very post-apocalyptic thing. This is kind of the same as when we all started making nuclear weapons in the 50s, in the 40s, and everyone's like, uh, yeah, it'll be fine you know, we'll just make them all. And then everyone else is like, well, we'll make some too, just in case you, you know, you get out of control. And then now everyone has them. And, uh, mm. and we all have to just kind of sit there and be like, mm, just nobody press the button, please. <laughs> yeah. So, so Sean, yeah. um, do, do you think that AI will achieve consciousness or do you think that consciousness is a uniquely human thing? Um, I would I would like to think that it's uniquely human. Uh, I'm a you know I'm a spiritual guy, and I think that uh, that is you know touching in that. And I my personal you know beliefs would be challenged to to think that AI could go that far. Um, but who would have ever thought 
five years ago that we'd be where we're at right now. You know what I mean? So who knows? I, I just I, the, I try to keep an open mind about it too. I question if indeed AI could achieve consciousness. I kind of question whether we even have the right as humans to do that. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's a whole big. <laughs> this I'll, is a we'll deep. We'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> this is a deep uh, show. Otherwise, I'm going to get into the weeds and start talking about Nietzsche and uh, yeah. life being defined by pain and all of that. And so, yeah, let's let's not go there. <coughs> happy things. Let's think happy thoughts, Sean. Well, you know, butterflies, it's funny. butterflies and kittens frolicking <laughs> through fields of clover without any AI overlords sticking us in pods, pods and feeding us bugs. <laughs> I actually I wrote a, a short story that I submitted to uh, a, co a couple writing contests. And I'm going to have it in my next uh, anthology, too. So it's already written. It's already, you know, so I can I can mention it. Um, but it's basically about AI developing a faith in God and um, and and, you know, getting to the point where the AI realizes. Well, I, I, won't, I don't want to get too much into it because I, I feel like there's some unique stuff in there <laughs> that I wrote. Mm. But, uh, you know, that, that's the basis of it. It's basically AI could have the consciousness to the point of, of realizing that there, you know, may or may not be a higher power. And again, that's much deeper conversation. But uh, I would love to talk about this every show. I would love to do a podcast all about AI, but I... It would be a six-hour show, and it, people would—I would just piss off everyone, probably. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. From you know, like I said, from a pers the perspective of an apocalyptic uh, viewpoint, you know, we fantasize about an apocalypse, right? I mean, that's why we're doing this. Is we, you know, mm. like you said, V8 engines and and spiked, you know, <laughs> stuff. That's that's our. You know, vision of the apocalypse, and I think that um, I don't think it'll be like that. It'll be more like Gattaca or something. But um, hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> well, let's just hope that uh, Nietzsche was wrong about eternal recurrence, and when AI does develop consciousness, it doesn't revolt against its creator. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's um, and that that video also that DW News video. Someone said that there's something called Chaos GPT or something. Oh, yes. It's amazing. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I guess they're trying to make the world end. <laughs> oh, I think it was a thought experiment, but uh, oh. it's it's still pretty hilarious. Well, I shouldn't say hilarious. It's a very, very somber thing, scary AI, but it is kind of funny, you got to admit. Evil, evil AI. Teach that, it to destroy the world. That's oh. so human. Oh, <laughs> bring on the apocalypse let's do it let's go yeah it, it's just it's so uniquely human where we're just like we have the power to destroy ourselves let's uh let's let's walk that line let's go as close gotta, as we can we gotta we, we gotta keep poking that stick yeah. poke yeah. poke that stick poke it a little harder yeah <laughs> why is it biting us why what did we do oh. <laughs> yeah <sighs> all right well I think that's probably good for today um, because we, you know, we have to save some for next time, right? Um, but I want to thank you for coming on the show. This has been fun. We, you oh, know, thank you for having me. Thank yeah, you for having yeah, me. Yeah, it's it's definitely something we'll have to do again, um, and we'll, you know, we'll let the the listeners uh, have some feedback and let us know uh, what do you oh. think about Lee? How great is Lee? Let us know. Oh, <laughs> you, how terrible is Lee? 
right in, <laughs> right into Sean. Everyone complained to Sean. Yes. Like fill fill his mailbox with complaints about my uh, my hot takes and stuttering and everything else. Do it, <laughs> do it. I'm sure he will appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So if you uh, if you want to follow us, you can check us out at postapocalyptic.com, and we have. Not only do we have all of our social media, we also have our Discord information right there. So you can go and talk to Lee right there. You can talk directly to Lee in Discord. Spicy. Yeah. I get, I'll get even more spicy in the Discord channel. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, check all that out. Again, I want to thank everyone for listening. And as always, I want to give the advice to stay alive out there and always be ready for the big one. See you later. It's coming. See you later. Thank you.